Chase fans, I'm Jeff Gilder. This is the Wally Bell Show. From gassers to pro mods, after 38 years of drag racing, a member of the York US 30 Legion of Honor, a member of the East Coast Drag Times Hall of Fame, and recently honored at the 25th Superstock AFX Reunion, ladies and gentlemen, Wally Bell. Wednesday evening. The Wally Bell Show is brought to you by RacersReunion.com and um, our, our great crew is with us. Greg, George, Gordy, Jeff, and myself. Uh, we want to give a quick call out to Bill Neary that we can see is on our chat line. Bill, please answer your telephone. But anyway, uh, while we're waiting to get connected to Bill Neary, uh, gentlemen, last week I attended on Sunday the East Coast Drag Times Hall of Fame induction ceremony and had the uh, distinct pleasure to spend some quality time with, with Joe Schubeck and uh, Gordy, our old buddy Lamar Walden was inducted and uh, Papa Cook and oh my God, on and on. Well, uh, what happened was that Brett Kepner, who's the usual MC was in Texas with the ADRL at an incredible race, which I watched the the uh, broadcast of, uh, and it was really something to watch. Um, I want to tell you, Gordy, they are hauling the mail. Unbelievable. But oh, anyway, yeah. that that being said, Ted Jones was the MC. Gordy, I know that excites you, uh, but Ted Jones was the MC, and... Um, when Bill Barrett was being inducted and when Bill came up on the stage he was standing next to Nancy holding the plaque of course you know between them and he collapsed on stage it's it was scary I mean in in front of all those people the auditorium was packed it was uh, it was a very very scary moment um, I can't remember something happening quite like that where but luckily, there was an EMT. It's on a college campus in Vance County, uh, below Henderson, North Carolina, one exit down. And um, and there was an EMT training course taking place in the one of the adjoining parking lots. So they were they were back uh, down there in about five minutes. And good news, the good news is uh, Bill Barrett was. Uh, you know, is well. Uh, apparently doing okay. The doctors uh, didn't say anything, you know, was real. I don't, I'm, I don't know. All I'm doing is reading Nancy Wilson's report. She said that he was a-okay, that the stress or whatever got him. So, But guys, have you ever been in a situation like that where somebody collapses in your midst? Well, I can't recall. I, you know, I, I don't ever, never recall anybody uh, collapsing on stage or even falling over near me I guess that's good I don't know yeah. about George and Gordy God I, it, it was I, I have never been around around you guys <laughs> and, uh, uh, well it, and it's, me. it's scary I mean Gordy you know we've all asked a girl to dance and she faints you know it never happened to George and I but <laughs> it happened to all of us, I'm sure, you know. But, but it was it was a very scary moment, uh, you know, really was. But I got to tell you something. Joe Schubeck is a pleasure. What? And Arlen Vanke was there and uh, had great time. Um, Joe Schubeck was awesome. Mike Evigens, uh was distraught, Jeff Gilder, because you know you hadn't made it, and he wanted to see you because you've done so much to. Enhance his image. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, hey, Wally, uh, you mentioned Lamar Walden was there, and uh, to those uh, listeners that may not know it, it to this day, uh, if you want a 409 W head motor done the correct way and to run like a modern day uh, high performance car, that's the guy you go see. Absolutely, and not only that, but but. Uh, Lamar has been chosen by Chevrolet to be one of the Copo guys, and and he had I saw the Copo Camaro. He had the nice. uh, it was outside the 
auditorium on the right on the veranda and um very impressive yeah lamar's building aluminum in you know block 409 yeah, unbe- unbelievable stuff but you know speaking of uh, high performance cars i i just got a note from general motors today they wondered if i'm going to have a zl1 uh camaro coming in i believe on november 1st and they sent me an email today requesting would it be okay if i kept the car a day longer because uh, they, the, the one they were going to bring me, a new Cadillac, wouldn't be ready until another day. And I just wrote back with an LOL with a smiley face. <laughs> you know? I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's, that it's, it's a six-speed and uh, 580 horsepower, and it'll be here in about a week. Well, what was impressive about, speaking of those cars, uh, Greg and Gordy and George, uh, the... At the ADRL, they have their class is set up for they have to be stock. They cannot mm-hmm. be, they can't be altered. The, you know, the class, uh, whatever they call it. You know, you know what they've succeeded in doing? What we've done in drag racing since I was started in my early days. Way, way too many classes. I, yeah. I mean, I gotta tell you something. We have Pro Mod, uh, Top Sportsman, Pro Nitrous, uh, Pro Extreme, 10.5, and then there's another nitrous class. Gordy, there's six, six classes, and they all run within about a tenth and a half, you know, when you get down and dirty. It, it, it's so stupid that, honest to God, I was chuckling to myself thinking, we've done it again, you know, we shoot ourselves right in the foot. Instead of keeping it very simple, um, you know, there we are. But anyway, this class, which is in addition to the one where you can soup them up a little bit, this class is showroom except for slicks and uh, safety stuff. Well, the uh, there's a driver, a pro-stock driver that drove Hemi cars years ago. Good driver. He was a runner-up at Indy one time, I remember. But anyway, he was in a Dodge Challenger Hemi car against a Ford uh, one of those supercharged Fords, an eighth mile, Gordy, 580, 118 wow. miles an hour. That wow. uh, that was impressive. I mean, the uh, the Hemi car guy drove better. He went six flat, but hell, uh, you know, they're at a bit of a disadvantage because uh, you know the Hemi is uh, what 370 some inches and um, what heavier. Yeah. yeah, a little heavier car. You know, it's sort of like the old days. Why why did the guys run Barracudas? They were lighter. You know, the yeah. Chal- Challenger was pretty, but my buddy George Whalen's Pro Stock Challenger was like a 100 and some pounds heavier than the uh, Barracuda. So that's why they, you know, the car of choice most of the way was the, the uh, Barracuda. So, but anyway, that being said, uh, I will go to my grave saying that why do we have so many classes? And while we're waiting for Bill Neary, there was some drama in Texas, Greg. Um, apparently, Kenny Nowling and Bubba Corsine are going to, you know, Kenny's the guy that started. Oh, yeah. I interviewed him. Mm-hmm. Yep, you did. Coming back with a, um, with a, a, a race or two. Well, the ADRL people had Bubba escorted off the grounds down oh, in geez. down in Ennis. So naturally, that's always good ink. You know, he's all over Facebook <laughs> with it and everything. But <laughs> but but oh, I want uh, you know why uh, did why did they uh, escort him out? Yeah, they apparently they're mad because uh, uh, you know because those guys are doing the their show so. You know what they could do, uh, being a wise ass that I am, uh, they could just take a couple of their classes and, uh, they, they'd still have too many cars and too many classes anyway. So I don't know why, honest to God, why don't we just have, uh, you know, pro nitrous and, and, and the, uh, pro extreme or whatever they call a blower deal and, uh, you know, throw that all in there with, you know, it's an unlimited category anyway, as far as weight goes and all that. So just, but how how was the turnout, Wally? Spectator wise, did uh, get a chance to look at the bleachers? Yeah, so I always do, Greg. Yeah, I it, it looked a little weak. It looked yeah. uh, it looked a little weak, but 
one thing about our sport, if uh, the last four years have been slim, we all know that uh, mm -hmm. no matter what, the economy has affected things. But I'll tell you what, I didn't see a crappy rig on the grounds any uh, anywhere, haven't seen one. Uh, I'll tell you, we are drag racers that have got balls, I'm telling you, no matter what. Uh, there can't, you know, there can't be many, that many guys that are, you know, have old money in the family. These are guys that are working, have their own companies or whatever they do, because that place, I mean, God, the rig of choice now, Gordy, is the 18-wheeler, like, you know, uh, that there were a bunch of them there, and, but Greg, answering your question, uh, from what I could see, no, not not a great turnout. They had Super Chevy down in uh, Rockingham, and uh, Charles was down there. Eddie Hoover won it, so apparently I don't know if they ran all those guys together uh, or how they did it, but they had some pro mod cars down there, and uh, Charles went a 393. Wow. That is getting down there. But, but you know, Wally, you also bring up a real good point uh, about the money in drag racing. Uh, just to give you an example, we run at Skyview, and right below Skyview, as you know, you've been there, is a, is a half-mile concrete oval. Uh, the average field for an ASA late-model stock car race, believe it or not, last year was about eight cars. That's your average field. Some weeks they had ton, ten, some weeks they had seven. So not many cars at all. But at the drag strip, just in the pro category alone, the average field there uh, on a given week was anywhere from 58 to 60 cars. And a lot of that money uh, in those cars, uh, you know, like you said, it's not old money. It's new money there. It's It's interesting, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, I'm I'm shocked because drag racing right now I think is uh, really helping the aftermarket sales wise, and you know I'll be be at the PR PRI show this year. Already have the flights booked and everything. My son and I will be there from Tuesday to Saturday, and uh, it's just amazing when when you get around that atmosphere of all the manufacturers. I mean, the place is crowded. It's packed. You guys have been there wall-to-wall -wall people and and they're buying parts it's not open to the public you either have to be within the industry or a merchant or a wd uh, wd is a warehouse distributor for our listeners and uh, business has been good and you know it's just amazing so i'm glad you brought that point up and i'm sure george and gordy can chime in here too i mean uh, they've been to some races and it's been good well it has it you know it makes you it makes you feel warm and fuzzy. I mean, that's one thing I kind of caught my attention uh, when I went to Dinwiddie in person. And then later, you know, like I say, watching that, uh, um, you know, that, that live telecast uh, from from the EDRO race down there. I mean, there was, but Greg, it, it it's disheartening that, uh, you know, their original format was pretty cool. It was kind of a unique thing. I'm sure when you did the interview with Kenny Nowling. Oh, yeah, and, and you know, they had the National Guard as their sponsor, which in yep. turn, one of the reasons that there weren't as many people in the stands is the National Guard basically bought all the tickets, and yep. they let they basically gave the tickets out, and you go to that race for free. So they packed the place. I'm not sure how they did on concessions, but I'd say if you have twenty five to thirty thousand people in the stands, you're going to sell a lot of hot dogs. So there's always a trade off. But then, yep. of course, the National Guard backing out. They're of course backing out from even Earnhardt's uh, deal with Rick Hendrick. Uh, you know they're pulling back, and uh, now ADRL's on its own, and it's going to have to live on its own. And but as you say, there's so many classes right now. You know, you go to an if you're new to drag racing, and you go to an ADRL race, you're going to say, "Boy, this is great," but I don't understand it. There's just you, you you can't figure everything out because there's just too many classes. And I thought when they started, like you said, with the nitrous class, and you know they're going to do this and do that and have a couple classes. And now, like you say, there's six of them. Yeah, we, it, we do. We shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, it's it's always been tough. I always think about the old, the old uh, handsome young announcer at York, Pennsylvania, back in the day, George Nye, standing up there, A stack automatic, B stack automatic, C stack automatic, D stack automatic. You didn't think I knew my ABCs, George, but <laughs> it goes. I mean, I think it. We, we, uh, Greg, didn't we have Z stack automatic? 
back. Uh, in the- I think we eventually got there, uh, you know, with the four cylinder cars and everything. But but even then, you know, back then, I mean, you knew what an A and B and C stock, and but now they have so many letters and numbers attached to so many classes. It is very confusing. Uh, for the first timer, it's not confusing to us because we basically eat and drink this stuff. But to a first timer, they have to be totally confused. Yep, yep. It's uh, it, you know, it's unbelievable. It you know, it just and again, I, I know as I'm sounding critical. As long as we have this time, I want you all to read the John Asher story. Greg, he John Asher has big Coyunis, baby. Yeah, well, I remember the story he had in Superstock magazine. It was said, it's on fire. He drove the Brand X Mustang of Cecil Langford and Seenan Langford, which, by the way, give a little uh, holler here to Mike Lewis, who won the oh, yeah, Nostalgia yeah. race. Uh, and, you know, I got to give him a, I mean, that guy, I call him a man for all seasons. Mike Lewis can can talk about him. He can announce about him. He can drive him. He can write about him. He's a man for all seasons. But getting back to that John Asher, one of the best writers ever for Superstock and Drag Illustrated, and I remember that story. It's on fire, and I still have that issue, and I won't part with it. Well, the story right now that he wrote is about uh, about NHRA selling out and, and going through detailed about Barry Grant, about Harley Davidson. You've you've got to you've got to you know you really have to. Uh, See it. Well, you know. you know, we just named two people, uh, John Asher and Mike Lewis. Both would be great, you know, to talk to. Uh, maybe, maybe that'd give you an idea. While you can call one of these guys, and because uh, either one would be just great guests, and they're loaded with stories. And of course, Mike Lewis is the vice president of marketing, I believe, for Don Schumacher Racing. So, uh, yep. but yeah, I just so was so happy to see that he won. Yep, that was really cool. Welcome, Bill Neary, to our show. You're here. Hey, Wally. What happened? I, I, I can't believe that I, we didn't give you the wrong number, Jeff. I think I gave you eight four seven nine one three four zero four three, right? Uh, you took my cell number when we talked about the uh, going on my home lane. But that's all right. I was listening to you on the internet here, and then I lost internet. Well, I'm out here where Christ lost his shoes in the country, and I have to pipe in sunlight occasionally, but. Uh, we're hooked. Well, Let's talk. Well, we're, I'm glad you're here, Bill, and uh, sincerely uh, love having you on the show. And i got to tell you, as a friend uh, and as a fellow racer, Gordy Faust, who's with us tonight, will echo the same thing. It was a pleasure for many years, Bill. We raced together and, and had some wonderful experiences. Oh, that we did. Hey, hey Bill, how you doing, bud? Good, Gordy. Long time no talk, huh? Yeah, it's been a long, long time. It's wonderful hey, to have you with us tonight. Well, it's an honor to be with you guys. Well, it's, you know, Bill, starting out, I looked at your pictures on your Facebook page, and um, I can remember the day in Milan, Michigan, where, where we met. Um, I met you. I met Mike Bruno. Um, those nice guys with the goldish T-Bird. Kaufman uh, Brothers? Yep. Kaufman's. Yeah. Uh, you had your own little gang and uh, from that from Illinois. And Bill, that picture that you've got up there on Facebook, I remember with the Corvette, that was, one, that was a bad puppy, but you weren't taking any chances in case they were taking pictures <laughs> that you were going to leave. You pulled up there. Remember that? Yes, I thought, I do. Bill... <laughs> I said, Bill, what are you doing, man? And uh, but anyway, it was uh, that was a great day. I helped Mike Bruno with his nitrous, and he crashed. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, scared oh the hell out God. of the poor guy. And he was happy as a clam. You know, it was like <laughs> that was one of those missions. As you were progressing, you were in the same boat I was. As far as people like Mike that. As we traveled around the country, we helped a lot of guys for Waddy and Mike, you know, that, you know, people that needed help, we helped them out. And, uh, it was, you know, you were, you were very good at that. But the Corvette was really a cool effort. You were doing well, but baby, you build a Nova. And that, I'm going to call it prosecute, prosecutor one. And prosecutor one probably is one of the 
toughest old race cars in the world. Uh, wouldn't you agree? You know, Jerry Bickle built that one. Actually, Timmy McCamus was working for Jerry as the shop foreman back then. We sat down and we drew that car up, and uh, you know, we we made that front end, that swoopy front end, right there in Bickle's shop. And uh, that car had uh, a lot of neat features about it. That'll you know, that was uh, I think number six on Bickle's Pro Mod list. And Jeff Littleton built his at the same time. I don't know if you remember Jeff's red one. Yep. But, um, you know, this one was rather unique. And, you know, the car came out, and it would hook on grass. Um, I had a four-link and a shock combination in that car that I could go down, well, you know, any racetrack. And yep. when I sold the car, that, uh, they asked me what they needed to do to it, and I said, nothing. Just leave it alone. Here's the clutch setup. Here's, you know, you put a 706 in it, I gave him a tune-up, and, and Billy went on to win some UDRA championships with that car, and uh, it was a force to be reckoned with. And when I built the new car, we made the mold off the old car, and then we stretched it. The new car was all carbon fiber and uh, funny car chassis under it. Again, a lot of neat features, a lot of different things that nobody else had. And, man, it took me months to figure that new car out, and I always used to tease Billy that I was going to take my old car back, you know. I know that, but, that, that uh, was cool. Well, you know something, uh, I've always uh, I've always said this. We were lucky enough to race with a lot of different people, and uh, you and Bill Coleman always worked late into the night. I can remember when you when you had Bob Merrily, uh, you enlisted him a couple uh, for a number of races. And, you know, poor Bob wanted to go get something to eat, but, baby, <laughs> that Neary Pit area was going until, uh, of course, we all did it sometimes, but uh, you were you were a worker, and, and it always showed up on race day how hard you worked on the stuff. And tell the listeners about Bert the Bunny. Oh, Bert the Rabbit. You know, a lot of people, uh, well, you know, Brett Kepner, for one, you know, he took a liking to Brett. And, uh, you know, Bert was a funny rabbit. He, there was three or four of us that could handle him. Nobody else would, you know, he'd bite you. And yep. he took a liking to Kepner. And, and Brett used to come and get him, and he'd walk around the pits with him. And, he, you know, he'd, he'd uh, interview him and, you know, mimic that always play a voice back that Bert was answering <laughs> him. But uh, uh, they always talked about Bert. And, you know, Robbie Vandergriff made a comment one night. He goes, you know, a lot of people carry a lucky rabbit's foot with them. He goes, Neary's the only guy that carries four of them still attached to the damn rabbit, you know. And uh, <laughs> he became an icon. He did. And, uh, you know, we had Burt shirts, and he was painted on the back door of the trailer. And, uh, and heck, we used to sell more Burt shirts than, we, you know, the prosecutor shirts. And uh, the kids loved them. Um, I had the golden retriever, and, you know, and she always overlooked him, and he always overlooked her. And the two of them never left the pit area. You know, I was just going to say that. They were wonderful. I used to worry about Bert. And, you know, if we were pitted near each other or next to each other, whatever, I used to look over and think, well, God, he's not going to be afraid. You know, but when you fired the car up, never bothered him a bit. He liked it. Hell, oh, he'd he climb have... underneath the car while it was running. Listen, he'd, like he'd tune into one of the headers to tell me, hey, you know, number eight's a little soft here or something. You know, but, <laughs> and people used to come into my race car shop and, you know, I'd be warming, you know, priming the oil pump and getting ready to warm the car up. And they'd say, you better go hide that rabbit. And I'm like, oh, hell no. He'll come out from underneath one of the other cars and come over here and listen, you know. And they'd be astounded. That he was just so in tune with these cars. Oh, man, and, I know. Uh, he was a uh, birth to race rabbit. I and mean, he lasted 13 years. Wow. Well, I wow. Gotta ask you, I got to ask you, Bill, are you still married to that good-looking gal that you was married to at the time? Gail? She, uh, her and I are still business associates. Uh, well, we are no longer together, but, um, we see each other and talk to each other every day, and, you know, we still fight like we were together, but they, uh, <laughs> she's, uh, you know, I, I, I watch over her. I mean, she's given me a beautiful daughter, and, uh, but, you know, things change in your life, and after 30 plus years, uh, we decided just, uh, not live with each other anymore. Well, that's well put on uh, worldwide radio. You're yeah, a very intelligent get... man. Yeah, you handled that beautifully. And you know, very Bill, well. Yeah. Well and said. Bill, well said. Yeah. And Bill, uh, be sure. You know, I've, uh, I've always thought the world of Gail. I know that Gordy did, and and uh, you could see how. 
cool Gordy is, how he could get us into war in less than five minutes, you know. Yeah. But, you know, well, doing that. But, but Gail has come with me. She still goes to the track occasionally. Oh, and God. I have to say, and I'll say it on live radio, I, she is the one person I trust behind me, yeah. backing me up, put me in a groove, and she could tell me what that car did before she even unloads the computer. Well, She'll I tell think... me it jumped up on the tire, it spun, rattled the tire in second gear. She can tell me that. And, um, you know, we'd be at a Super Chevy race or a UDRA race or a USSC race, and the groove wouldn't, you know, sometimes the tracks were, well, you, you know, I don't have to tell you guys, but the tracks were non uh not preferable good. to go, you know, make a hard <laughs> yeah. pass on. And she would always find something that that car could hook to. Yep. And she'd move me over, and she'd talk to me on the radio. She goes, I'm going to put you, you know, a foot out of the groove and just drive it. I'm the okay boss, you know, and I'd, I'd be aimed in there, and I'd be looking down the track, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is going to be fun, you know. And I'd have to manhandle her back into the groove once it got off the starting line. But we always went down the racetrack. Well, you did. Bill, hold your thought. Let's take a quick break. And we're going to come back and keep right on going with this because uh, you're, you know, you've got some wonderful tales to tell. Let's take a break. If you wear the wrong boxer shorts, you will experience fallout. If you experience fallout in front of your wife and her friends, you'll become an embarrassment to your wife. If you're an embarrassment to your wife, she may have an affair. If your wife has an affair, you may cause bodily harm to her boyfriend. If you cause bodily harm to your wife's boyfriend, you may end up in prison. And if you end up in prison, you'll be taking showers with prisoners. And if you're taking showers with prisoners... Well, let's just leave it at that. Don't shower with prisoners and save your marriage. Buy Ubatuba boxer shorts with his patented off-centered fly at www.ubatubaboxershorts.com. That's U-B-A-T-U-B-A, Ubatuba. So go to ubatubaboxershorts.com or click the banner on this website. Get yours today. You'll be glad you did. Hey, Junior, when do you think we'll be able to get some of that fine Maurice's barbecue where we live? When pigs fly. Why you have to go and make some kind of smart aleck remark? I'm serious. Bubba, you big dummy, you can get Maurice's barbecue anywhere in the new United States right now by using that thar flying pig service they got online. Oh, well, why didn't you just say that? I just did, you dang goober. Voted best barbecue in the USA. Maurice's Barbecue is real pit-cooked barbecue cooked 24 hours over hickory coals. Now, you can get Maurice's award-winning barbecue delivered right to your door anywhere in the USA. Check out the complete Flying Pig product catalog at Maurice'sBarbecue.com. That's www.M-A-U-R-I-C-E-S-B-B-Q.com. Or give them a call at one 800 Maurice. That's one 800 628-7423 Broken heart I can't help you Rocket science Don't know what to tell you I may not know how to get to the moon But when I want to fly My crew knows what to do Crank around the wheel In the left rear You only turn a 9,000 meter leather gear Ocean Drive Beach and Golf Resort is the perfect host for your next beach getaway. Located directly on the oceanfront in the heart of North Myrtle Beach, our oceanfront rooms and suites come fully equipped and feature private balconies with breathtaking ocean views. Ocean Drive Beach and Golf Resort features unparalleled on-site amenities, including the OD Beach Club and world-famous Spanish Galleon Nightclub. Call Ocean Drive Beach and Golf Resort now at 1-800-438-9590. We'll see you in North Myrtle Beach. Broadcasting live, this is The Wally Bell Show. 
everybody and mighty proud to have Bill Neri with us. Bill, we left off talking about Bert. Uh, you know, it's amazing. You said 13 years that Bert lived. I I got it knowing you as I do and uh and, and incidentally with your your was your beautiful daughter around when Bert was or not? No, no, Jeannie's uh Jeannie's coincidentally 13 years old and uh, she came along a, a few years after Bert had passed. But she's heard all the pictures, or you know, looked at all the pictures, and heard all the stories. And uh, she, you know, often mentioned to me, "I wish I was around when Bert was around, Dad, because he sound like one heck of a bunny, you know." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, he was. I mean, he wasn't a rabbit; he was a a human." Well, it, uh, if she looks like her mama. You're in trouble, buddy. Oh, oh yeah, she's every bit as beautiful as her mama, if not more. Uh, her and I were out last Saturday night and I uh, caught a couple of boys eyeing her up and down and then they seen me staring them down and they had to <laughs> run the other way you know. oh, shit. But, uh, uh, clean you know, the old shotgun up yeah. it, uh, it changes life boy when you got a beautiful young daughter I been, I went through it I know uh, Bill when as the years were going by uh, I can't help it because I, uh, you and I had some wonderful times together as well as uh, you know, you and you and all the guys, all of us. But do you remember the the race that was on TV? Mike Joy. Well, they had a number of Super Chevys on TV, and Mike Joy was the did the commentator or commentating. And we were down at West Palm Beach, and and you thought that I did you dirty down there. Do you remember uh-huh. that? <laughs> when they red lighted me, we never moved off the starting line. And was that? <laughs> I remember that like it was yesterday, Wally. I, that was a Wally Bell lesson I'll never forget. I think I got a CD of that. <laughs> it was, and Bill, I want to I want to go on national, international radio and say that, honest to God, I didn't do anything bad. I was, you're like one of my favorite people in the whole world. My father was at that race. God bless his soul, and and he told me he said, you know, uh, I like that that young near. That young Neary boy, he's a nice guy. He says he's a hard worker. I like his hands. He was looking at your hands. He told me, he said, boy, that guy is a hard worker. Well, we all knew that you, you know, you're in the construction business, the excavating business. And uh, But Dad even said to me, he said, how come you did that? I said, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll get out of that. But, but Bill, when uh, looking through some old pictures, uh, I you had a couple of great wins. One was, uh, uh, I think, Indianapolis uh, was one of the races that you won, one of the Super Chevys that you won. We actually won two back-to-back and then runnered up at a third one. Uh, we were on a roll. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I just happened to come out onto a tune-up that worked. And uh, we beat Charlie in the final at one. And um, uh, Freddie Hahn. Yep. I run it up to him, and then we beat him, and then we run it up to him. We run run him twice in the finals, but uh, he was uh, he was a nemesis. I love Freddie to death. I mean, he was a great racer. I love you know racing Jimmy Otti. He'd be over in the trailer. We pitted next to each other quite a bit, and um, you know Jimmy'd come over in the trailer, you know, and he'd be saying, "You know, we got to put a blower on that car." I said, "I'd rather eat worms than drive a blower car." You know, and, uh, <laughs> yep, yeah. Yep. I'm like Gordy. I work on carburetors. Yep, we were nitrous guys to the death. Uh, we've always said that. I know that. I never. We never had to worry about you going that way. You were a nitrous guy, and and uh, I almost yeah, I almost had to tip my hat to it when Roger went to the nitro coupe. 
and it, unfortunately it was when I had a health problem I couldn't get my physical form signed anymore and uh, you know and the nitro coupe deal came along but Jimmy and I, Jim Adi and I were talking about two motors hat the pan and uh, you know he was going to get me close on you know the gear ratios and such and he said then I'm not going to tell you no more because I know you'll be beating me all the time but he's uh, he almost had me convinced and uh, and it just uh, coincidentally I had a I had a back out of racing there for a while and get my health back in order well you know off the air we were talking about our buddy Sammy Eubanks who who got yeah. to be close with with you and with the Petersons but he started uh, with Gordy Faust uh, as Gordy's guy and and um, with your permission Bill I wanted to tell our listeners a couple of inside jokes about Gordy God bless you Gord I love you you're like my brother <laughs> but one time, Sammy was washing Gordy's tractor trailer, and I think it was somewhere like Houston or somewhere, you know, on setup day for a, for a long weekend, like on Thursday. And Sammy was scrubbing the hell out of that big rig, and it was just covered with soap. Gordy walked over and he said, Sammy, you're using too much soap on this thing. And Sam, Sammy Eubanks, one of the funniest guys you'll ever find, Sammy turned around and he said, you mean I'll get it too clean? <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. It was just, Gordy, I know you probably, you, you know, you may not even, but it was so funny, honest to God. It was so, because, boy, Gordy likes everything clean, and, you know, and Sammy does too. But anyhow, that being said, uh, we we skipped all over the country in, in uh, 1991, um, and I know you enjoyed every bit of it. I know Gail did too. Um, are, would you say, in your opinion, with it was wasn't that about the best era that we were involved in? I think so. Uh, then when we, you know, when ProMod evolved, when IHRA came out with the, the class, you know, we were all running top sportsmen and match racing and USSC and such like that. And, and it was, um, I mean, I, I started out with that ZR1 body style Corvette, and if you remember, I never had a bottle in that car. I ran it on pure horsepower. And uh, we built the first Nova, and you know that was actually my first bottle car. And it was exciting. It was a new class. You know, there was a lot of uh, skepticism whether it would go anywhere. And you know, and look what it is today. Oh, I mean, God, it's, I know. it's fun to say that you know we were all part of the original group that started this deal. You know, and uh, and uh, it's you know now I'm invested in this other. Nostalgia Pro Stock class, and I think that's going to go places too. This well, is, uh, I'm going to I'm going to let my buddy George Nye ask you some questions about that, Bill, and okay. and and George, uh, Bill will will take you places. We had a hell of a nice talk about it, and it's pretty exciting. Go ahead, George. Well, thank you, Wally. Hey, Bill, George Nye here. I'm the old announcer at York US 30 Dragway, and I'm I'm, I'm on here tonight, and as I am every week. But I, I, what I want to know is. You know, you've been in racing and you'd went through the whole thing and everything that everybody else did. Why did you do this nostalgia pro stock? What what do you see happening there? Give us your thoughts on that. Well, you know, I wanted to get back into the into the racing again and I had I never sold the last Nova that I had. I kept it. And I had, you know, three motors, uh virtually brand new motors. And they were outdated. They were ten years old. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, what do I do with all this stuff? I got transmissions, you know, I got, you know, five Lenkos sitting here. I got clutches and hands <laughs> and rear ends and, you know, I have all this equipment, but it's all outdated for today's ProMod technology. And, you know, I hooked up with Pete Burner and we went pro stock racing and, you know, I was teetering to go to Mountain Motor pro stock deal and I was back and forth on that. And, and I didn't have the time or the resources to do it, you know, and be competitive and, and I looked at the Pro Mod deal and went to a couple of the 80-hour races, you know, and, and uh, I mean, it's exciting. But like Wally says, I mean, Jesus, there's four different classes for the Pro Mod cars. And I'm looking and thinking to myself, you know, if I do this, i got to get in deep. I want to be competitive. And I just don't have the time. You know, I've got three businesses, actually, that I run. So, I, you know, I'm thinking about this Nostalgia Pro Stock. And a, and a good friend of mine, Mark Pappas, had built a rare Morrison car. And, you know, he was getting uh, a lot of attention with it. And, you know, Warren had always been my idol. 
I mean, uh, he was just, uh, he's like I am, you know, he's, he's quiet, don't take any BS from nobody, he just does his own thing. And um, since I was a young kid, I always idolized Warren, so I got the idea, I'm going to go approach Warren and see what he'd say. So I did, and he said, what car do you want to build? I said, oh, the Incredible Hulk. And a lot of you probably remember that 74 Camaro being oh, yeah. called that Incredible yeah. Hulk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. says, why in the hell would you want to build that heap of crap? I started laughing. I said, well, I'm going to make it a little nicer than it was, but that was always my favorite car. And that was my first attempt at Pro Stock, was a 74 Camaro in 74. And uh, he says, well, you know, write something up, a disclaimer, and put some legality to it. And he says, and I'll sign it for you. So he did. And uh, that's how that got started. And... Uh, uh, the one day is going to become where we have Warren's going to drive it, my car, and we're going to match race it against the Dodge Colt of Bob Merrily's, the Rod Shop Colt, and uh, we're trying to put Larry Morgan in the seat of the Colt. And I think that you know, would be the match race from heaven. Oh yeah, well, that's what cool. I, that was going to be my next question, and that is, do you see Nostalgia Pro Stock as a standalone event, event or uh, match racing, or how do you see it fitting into today's? drag racing schedule how do you well, where do you see it going in you know we're all match racers all of us match raced and uh, i right. love match racing i mean it's it's just a, it's a lot of fun and i'm you know i'm into the old gassers and you know, you know front engine fuelers and the funny cars and uh, i mean it's so cool we do these booked in races with the at these nostalgia events and heck i spend time driving around looking at everybody else's stuff i should be working on my own but i'm just so fascinated <laughs> with the nostalgia and they're putting people in the stands because people yep. can relate to the old pro stocks. They can relate to the old gassers and the super stocks and, and the funny cars. And, and you know, I, you hear nothing but positive. And the pro stock deal, I mean, look how, look how the nostalgia funny cars took off. You know, yep. and, the, and the fuelers took off. And now the gassers and the super stockers. Well, where was pro stock? It's finally now dawned on everybody, well, hey, let's get the pro stock deal going. And That's we have, right. I mean, the group of us here in the Chicago area, I mean, we've got probably 10 cars. And there are some eight-second cars, and, you know, and we've got some seven-second cars. And, you know, we've split the class up a little bit. We've got the outlaw pro-stock cars, and then we, which are basically, uh, you know, newer-style chassis with the old-style car, you know, uh, representing on it. And But they're, you know, these are 6-0 chassis cars. And we're, you know, the outlaw class, we're going to have the race for the first 699 pass you know in the first 200 mile an hour pass eventually what we've been holding is you know we bob is uh, my nemesis right now with the colt i mean the colt's a, it's a bad hombre he's got a great driver in it and um i mean we have a lot of fun i mean bob and i've been friends crisis you know before you and i were friends wally you know and, yep. and uh, okay. he's living his second childhood uh it's going uh we match race uh, everywhere we go with these cars we get nothing but positive you know, one or more cars coming out. And there's, a, you know, a fellow that you had mentioned here earlier is seriously contemplating jumping in. I've got three others that are ex-pro stock racers that are going to build these cars. Uh, you know, Richard Earle's building a Dino Don car. You know, oh, 70 cool. Mach 1 Mustang. Wow. Um, wow. You know, there's uh, some of the old players are looking at this because it's affordable. You know, we, we limited the cubic inch to 710, so, you know, there's a lot of them old 706s and 700s running around that somebody can buy that'll run, you know, a 70 or a 17, you know, on strictly horsepower. How strict yeah. are you, Bill, on as far as the engine combination? Like, if somebody wanted to come out, say, with a 74 Hornet X masking in canners or Wally Boots Hornet, I mean, would you allow them to run a big block Chevy in there? Well, we're, we're trying to keep it towards the, you know, the pro stock rules. Uh, right now with the outlaw pro stock, we've been, uh, Bob and I are pretty much the say so on that, and we've been contemplating it because we've got a few people have asked that question. I mean, uh, obviously the big block Chevy is a little more readily available. Yeah, and a little I easier to say. make horsepower. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the, you'd have the appearance, uh, you know, like Greg is a good, good point you know if you had a uh because god wouldn't it be fun to build a gremlin oh, oh hornet x, wow uh, the, the hornet x's were beautiful cars they they I, ran I, they. I know that the the uh the gremlin wasn't so beautiful gordy the, faust built those cars for yeah, yeah, wally he Booth. Knows, got it he knows he, but but you know what that 
it is exciting. You know, Bill, uh, you were talking about Mike. You, you know, we were talking about Mike Bruno earlier, and I know that you have between you and Merrily, you'll talk him into it. Tell you how close you got him. He put a picture of himself on the internet with a painted-on mustache, <laughs> so he could look like Bill Neary. Yeah, that's that right. Was, that's right. That was one of the first things my daughter requested I take off. Believe that I when she was a little girl, I'd give her a big kiss and she'd rub her face and she'd say, "Take that mustache off, Daddy." So I took it off. I haven't had it since. Well, listen, I want wow. the guy, I want our listeners and our co-hosts to hear the story of Jeannie and. Uh, you know, there's a lot of ways, Greg Zala, to raise money to race your car. I'm listening. Bill, Bill Neary has figured out a way to raise money, and he'll tell the story. Go ahead, Bill. Tell him about Jeannie and the $10 bills and all that. Jeannie, uh, you know, I, I love it when she comes racing with me. She packs the chutes. She takes care of all the computer work for me. And she also warms the car up. You know, we, when we got it on the projects, we always have somebody in the seat. And then we go through the link, we warm each gear up, you know, forward, reverse. Well, Jeannie does all of that. And, you know, she'll sit in that seat, and she's got long legs. Her legs start at her chin. So she can reach the pedals, and she'll, you know, she'll <laughs> stick that link going forward, and she'll watch me, you know, and I'll just give her a little wink, and she'll pull it second, you know, and she'll go through all five gears, you know, and, she'll, and then she'll click them back and stop and go into reverse, and then she'll shift all five backwards, you know. And, and people in the pits sit there and watch her. And I'm looking at her one day, and there's people throwing money in the front of the car, you know, on her, and she's looking at these people like, what are you doing, you know. I, I looked at the guy and started laughing. I said, what was that for? He says, Bill, it was worth the price of admission to watch your daughter manhandle that Lenko the way she does. And I just started laughing. I said, well, that's good. So I told Jeannie, I said, we need to do this more often. I said, we'll make more money this way than we will selling T-shirts, you know. I love it. That's so cute. That, yeah. You know, Bill, i got to tell you that it, it really warmed my heart to when we were communicating by uh, email and she came on under your name with a, a note to me and she said Uncle Wally, the, I'm Jeannie I'm Bill's daughter, Uncle Wally oh. I, you know what, it warmed my heart when she said that because it tells she, me that at least once or twice you mentioned my name somewhere there Oh, the Gail uh Gail always tells her about all of the, you know, the guys that we hung with. And, you know, your name always comes up because we've stayed in contact. And um, and virtually, I mean, Wally, you've taught me a lot. A lot of the, the secret stuff, you know, the way you've, uh, like you mentioned the other day when we were at Eddieville and how Steve Johnson, and I leaned over and whispered in his ear, how <laughs> careful, Wally, you'll figure out a way to take you out, Steve. You know, and, uh, you know, you've Steve taught me Johnson. a lot over the years, Wally. I mean, yeah, that is. Uh, it, that's uh, Bill. That was a great story. I swear to God, I'll never, I'll never forget that because boy, that kid was tough. Now, Gordy Faust at that race with a whole bunch of people. Uh, Jeff Gilder will love this. Greg will love it. George will love it. But here's this handsome young guy, Steve Johnson. He's tearing it up. I mean, Bill, remember yeah. he was on he was on a reign of terror and and. Um, we go out to Eddieville at the Carl Moyers, beautiful little eight-mile track. Tons of people. A place was jammed. And Gordy's standing there, and he looks at Steve. And Gordy was running like hell, too, with the Chevelle back then. And uh, he said, Steve, with your body and my brains, we could really go somewhere. Here, here. Remember that, Gordy? Steve yeah, that was when I picked him up at the airport before we went to Eddieville. Yeah. It, 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 he looked at you and he went, he goes, duh. You know, <laughs> Gordy, Gordy, everybody's looking at Gordy and Gordy's go, you know, what? He goes, what do you, you know, but Gordy said, boy, he said, with my brains and your body, man, we'd go places. Oh, I uh, loved it. it I got to, I got to throw a little story in about Steve. We ran together quite a bit, you know, down the highway and he had a rig very similar to mine, if you remember. Yep, for a sure while did. there of a Kodiak with a long trailer behind it, but he bought this brand new grill, you know, a propane fire grill, and this thing had a rotisserie. Area. Hell, it took him a half hour to get it assembled all the time. So we're at we're at Eddieville, and we're parked where our trailer doors are on the asphalt, but the trucks were on the grass. 
and we stayed there that night and it rained like it was never going to stop raining so i wake up and i get the truck and i pull it up on the asphalt well steve had had this brand new grill out and he put it right next to his truck when we got done eating dinner and he heard me get up and start up and pull up onto the asphalt so we wouldn't get stuck in the mud. And he did the same. Well, so much for the grill. It was oh. not even worth scrap when he got done running it over with the trailer. Oh. But I laughed so hard that day I about wet my pants. Oh. And, uh, you know, the next morning he gets out and he's, he says, holding his head. I said, you didn't hear all that crashing and banging? I said, it was Gail and I did. We laughed the rest of the night, you know. <laughs> but he, he destroyed that brand new grill he was so you know proud of. You know, Bill, when you were talking about about the pro mod years and about uh, about your lady, uh, you know what? We were all very fortunate. I look back and I'm, I'm not saying it to brag, but we all had a movie star with us. Uh, I, I was very fortunate to have and still have a, the most wonderful partner who could pack a parachute better than anybody. And like you said, she could get me lined up good on the starting line. You know, I mean, really, uh, you know, you, you had Donnie Little with, uh, with Debbie and you had, you know, we, a lot of us were very lucky to have a spouse that they weren't always there, but boy, when they were there, things went good, you know? Yeah. And we were, the, we were the hip parade. I loved it, man. Well, it was, uh, yeah. it was cool as hell. Like, of course, as the years went by, Bev loved it because people would come up to the trailer and ask if her father was <laughs> around. You know that that always made her feel good. It make me hey, feel. Hey, so Wally, bad. I got a question. This is Greg Bill, and uh, you know we have all these listeners from around international, around the world. Uh, troops are listening, and Wally mentioned that he didn't really try to red light you back then and i'm just wondering how many of our listeners would like to hear your side of the story about how you red lighted what happened well we want to hear bill's side now wally wally okay. and i were running uh, i think we were we pretty much qualified like uh, right next to each other so we, were, we it was going to be a tough race and wally always had that little snicker where he would come over and say hey you know good luck pal i'll see you down on the other end let's keep it safe you know the tires down and and he looked just kind of looked at me walked away turned around and he winked you know i'm thinking to myself well now he's working on my brain <laughs> so we go up and we do our burnout so this is the old palm beach you know if you remember the tower and i had the left lane and you know while he started to creep in he lit the first bulb and i lit the first bulb and and he used Never would look at you. He'd just stare straight ahead, and he's sitting there, and he's playing around and playing around. So I'm like, well, I got all day, and you know, I'll sit here, too. So um, we finally went in. I don't know who went in first, but I went in so shallow that when I matted the car and put it up on the chip, it flickered the beam, and it red-lighted me immediately. And we never moved. And Wally took off, and I took off with him. You know, and I was madder than a pistol. I got out of the car. God damn you, Wally! How did you figure that one out? You know. And he's looking at me, going, "What? What?" And I says, "Hell, I red lighted. I never moved an inch." You know. And I says, "Who'd you pay in that tower, Wally?" You know. And he's laughing. I says, "Who'd you? You know, I was I was madder than a pistol. I was ready to kill somebody." <laughs> I'm you glad know? you told that story because I know I wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Greg. But yeah, to this day, I don't know who. We paid off, but they red lighted me. I never moved an inch. But we figured it out. I mean, I was just, it, it was one of them deals with the old bulbs that was before the, you know, the infrareds. But, um, you know, and it just, I was in so shallow that when I matted it, the car, you know, jolted a little bit and it red lighted me. Jeez. And uh, I was Final mad. Story. I think, hell, weren't we in the semifinals or something there, Wally? We were yeah, gonna... it, it was good. And then I, I proceeded to go out and friggin' red light. Uh, I, that was my <laughs> best. That was one of our best outings and and all the you know all the things that could happen but you know what bill you're right about the bulbs and yeah. and um well. you know it's funny I, I i used to watch bill jenkins for an example study different christmas trees and um i started doing i started doing it well christ when you run against you and gordy and charles and you know, if he ran Charles, uh, he, there's no way he's going to stage first. Oh, I know. Uh, I brought uh, a Hot Rod magazine and put it in the car. You know, and oh, we we both pull up to those. We pull up and light the first ball, and I pick up the Hot Rod magazine and start reading the magazine just a monkey with his head. You know, because he'd just sit there. Oh, I, I don't, <laughs> he had. A, I don't know if he had a, a you know Freon and them 
fluid lines of his to keep that motor cool or what, but he'd sit there. And unless I went in first, he wouldn't move. And we'd laugh about it on the other end. He'd say to me, you know, we had me up at 200. I said, 200? I said, hell, mine was a 210, you know. I was going to say 240, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, he wouldn't. I, I can remember all of us, including Gordy Faust, said, by God, I'm going to make him go in first. We all did it. We tried. Yeah, and uh, to hell with it. After a while, you just uh, let him do it. But but it, it's so cute because I watched the uh, video from Rockingham last weekend. And, and, and honest to God, you guys all... Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't been near Charles, uh, when he races, there's certain things that have never changed. One of them is his looks. He, he, oh God, he, he looks doesn't get old. No, not at all. But Bill, you know how Charles's car, when when you know when he get everything heated up and get ready to fire it, man, it, it you know just crisp, about yeah. 600 RPMs, and uh, I watched him coming around the corner going through the water and it there's the same old charles that boom ba boom ba boom ba boom ba boom never when he's ready to bring it up he brings it up but but it's so cool because all those years it, it was just like i was remembering you know back when we were all out there and and charles charles he looks the same and god he's running like hell he went a 393 at rockingham i've seen that that's, yeah, a, that's that, a good pass and then it's a doing that car. Hey, I'd like to say a little more about this Nostalgia Pro Stock deal. Yeah, please, please do. You know, we're getting this off the ground. We'd like to do a 10-race series this year. Okay. And we've got some potential sponsors um, that are looking at this. Uh, we've got six outlaw cars and probably eight of the regular Pro Stock cars. Um, you know, Pappas, you know, he's got the original 74 Jenkins Vega. I don't know if you know that or not. Yep. Sure but uh, Bill Jenkins actually found it or had the tibs on it for him, and uh, Mark bought it. And you know, I witnessed, I went out there, and uh, we put the motor in it in Jenkins' shop. It's a real 331 Jenkins-built piece. Uh, this car is 99.9% original, and Mark's got his heart and soul in it. And, you know, if Mark Pappas, this kid eats, drinks, and sleeps pro stock. And um, he's got a grumpy... I believe it's the '78 Camaro, yeah. uh, and he's got the rare Morrison Camaro, you know, Camaro. And um, you know, he is. Uh, and we've raced. Uh, Mark and I race all over the place. Uh, we do. We put on a good show. Uh, great racer, and you know, he's he's upholding his end of the deal, and he's got, like I say, eight or ten of the eight-second cars put together. So we got you know Ted yeah. Peters. I mean, I'm sure that name might ring a bell with the NHRA guy. He's got a, a, a flying duster, that were a demon or a duster. I can't remember which one it is, but um, you know he's coming out with a Lenko this year and a little more horsepower. I'm hearing through the rumor mill, but um, you know that's a potential seven second car. Mark, yeah. uh, I've been nudging yeah. Mark trying to get him to get in the seven second zone, uh, but yeah, I got it. You know what I got to do? Gotta like go. That. Get out of time? I hate that. I know it, but we're going to do this again okay. uh, in a few weeks. God, I'm sorry to stop you, interrupt you, call you on the wrong phone number. George <laughs> Knight. George Knight. Good night, Bill. Close the show, Bill. But George, please do. Good night, all. Good, Good night. night. I'd like to thank Bill Neary very much. Wonderful evening. And I want to thank, of course, Greg Zyla, Gordy Faust, Jeff Gilder, and uh, also, of course, the main man, Wally Bell. Thank you for the RacersReunion.com show, and uh, thanks to all of you chat room people. See you next week. Everyone has a story.